Thanks for tuning in. This is Sunday Recap, the weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For recordings of our sermons, for more podcasts, to submit any questions or comments you might have, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. I'm Joey Colon, one of the assistant pastors here. I'm Chris Webster, the assistant pastor of Kick Drums and Cardstock. I'm Jim Wilson, pastor of Crossbows and Catapults. I'm Dave McMurray, senior pastor. I want to know how you use crossbows and catapults in pastoring. Ooh, Um, you might not want to know. (laughs) Might be the last thing you ever know. (laughs) Maybe true, maybe true. Well, this week we are in our second week of our Talking with God, the Ancient Art of Prayer series, Mm. a six or seven week series on prayer. Um, this week is <laughs> sorry I love it <laughs> definitively six or seven that's going to have to be every series we do now you know we're locking ourselves in it might be yeah. it might not be <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how that's how we roll here. that's we're how we always, that's how we always sometimes do our series yes <laughs> you're welcome uh, we blame everyone else besides ourselves for that too Gosh. so uh, that's like, man, loud noises. Welcome to our, uh, what is it, ASMR, AMSR, the sound thing that people do. Anybody mm. know about that? ASMR? Um, I don't know about that. Something. Welcome to our sound thing. I just know one time we did a podcast and it started with you guys slurping your coffees and teas. Mm. And all the, the high schoolers were like, oh, your podcast is so whatever that thing is. But, huh. uh, anyways. Oh, wow. Okay, thanks, bro. Uh, <laughs> This week we're the forgotten art of lament, and you're in Psalm uh, chapter 42 and chapter 43, Um, and so I'm just wondering, in our Ancient Art of Prayer series, why lament and why Psalm 42 and 43? Joey, I'm glad you asked. Oh, perfect. That's what I'm here for. Well, I think it's a forgotten art, for one thing. Uh, in all seriousness, yeah, I think we don't we don't do it very well. We're not very good at it. Our, for cultural reasons, we avoid lament, and so it's just something we need to grow in. Um, and I think the whole book of Psalms helps us with that. But Psalm forty two and forty three are especially helpful. It's a favorite favorite passage. And we were brainstorming. I was with you last night. We were brainstorming lament songs. And multiple songs are from Psalm 42 and 43. It's interesting. Yeah, well, we have more about that later. I think Chris Mm -hmm. is prepared with a list Mm -hmm. of lament songs. That's a little preview after the next break. (laughs) This podcast brought to you by. How do you think our culture of comfort affects that Mm. lacking lament? Uh, before that, can we define lament a Ooh, little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. Culture of comfort. Hold. How do you define lament? Uh, that's to you, Dave. Oh, that's to me? Uh, um, <laughs> to express sorrow or regret. Feelings of sorrow and regret. I think in a Christian context, it's Godwardly in, in prayer or in song. Okay, mm-hmm. so... Is that fair? Yeah, yeah sure. Um so that in relation to comfort then is Jim's question we pursue comfort and avoid discomfort maybe a simple answer so simple we Mm -hmm. don't give simple answers (laughs) (laughs) but but I guess deeper than that you're saying 
Why do we have a problem with... Well, do we have a problem with ungodly lament? I would probably say... Like you just said, there's a kind of a sacred-secular distinction, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. so then that brings up the question. So we maybe mostly have a problem expressing lament in Christian land, Christendom land, and I don't know, does the culture at large have a problem with the lament? Hmm. I mean, we have a a pretty woe-is-me culture... Yeah, I Does think so. Does that count as lament? Hmm. A secular lament, probably. <laughs> I, I put that more on the order of grumbling. Mm. Our culture's always complaining about life, and we're not getting what we want, what we need. Uh, and we, we talked through it a little bit on Thursday, mm-hmm. I guess the difference between lament and grumbling. Mm-hmm. Where did we land on that? Do you guys remember? And was that even well, accurate? He was really pushing Godward. And we kind of resisted that, but I think now, in retrospect, after having preached it and thought about it some more, Godward enough, uh, Godward alone is not enough, because you can be, sorry, I'm kind of shouting now, aren't I? No, you're good, Because uh, you can grumble at God, too. There's kind of a gospel, faithful Godward, you know, I mean, so, mm-hmm. with faith or towards God in hope makes lament godly and right, but without that hope, without that faith, it's grumbling. Um, There's also, I think, the the thought I had, and I just, yeah, again, out of my own head and not scripture necessarily, but mm-hmm. but I do see, um, so David is, is asking questions and saying things are bad and saying it hurts, but he's also always honoring to God, so I think that ha- that has to be some, maybe some part of it is like, even when you're complaining or hurting or sorrowful, what we are aiming at is to still say God is God and yeah. and does that make sense? So like the grumbling thing maybe kind of just can completely lose sight of of that and either treat God as an equal or uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think of uh, Matthew 25, the parable of the talents where the the guy that buries his talents is saying, I knew you were unfair, you're harsh, basically you treat people wrongly and so master's like okay well if, if that's what you believe about me then that then i will treat you harshly um so that that servant was saying the master's unfair and the master's not good and not right mm-hmm. um the struggle is it's pretty biblical to actually ask the question god are you being fair you know so mm-hmm. there's this weird mm-hmm. like tension that People of faith will will wrestle with God over those things. Like God, why are you doing this? This doesn't seem to be in keeping with your character. Yet you're kind of reserving this. I still hope and believe you are of righteous character. So I'm struggling with the reality I'm living in because it doesn't seem to match with your your righteous character. Yeah. Another thought we we came across in small group a little bit too. I, I think is so in the Psalms for David we have a mature example of mm-hmm. lament. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing is, I, we, we know God has a has grace for us and patience with us, even mm-hmm. when we're immature. Mm-hmm. But we're not aiming at being immature. Does that make sense? So, yeah. so there maybe that's a little bit of the dual. Like, like there is an immature way to talk to God. He will still hear you. Mm-hmm. That's not what you aim at, though. You know, mm-hmm. like he will. He still loves you even when you're immature. But that's not what we're trying to grow into. We're try- trying to mm-hmm. learn 
like a mature version of lament as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. is that is that helpful at all or is that a helpful mm-hmm. distinction i think so i i guess uh maybe my question before we move into main points is how does lament tie into emotions in like if we're trying mm-hmm. to learn mm-hmm. good ways we talked a lot about what about people who don't really have emotions that much or don't at least express emotions that mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we have any, I guess even before we start, maybe practical or mm. ideas on, or maybe we can come back to it. That's good. Uh, one of our friends shared, there's a, a marriage study a lot of us went through at the mother church, the church that started our church, and it would have you, like, share your emotions of the day. Or so, you know, it was like a way to train husbands to talk to their wives because generally, obviously, this isn't always true all the time, but generally women are more skilled or more practiced in talking about their emotions than men are, at least in our culture. And so there's this marriage practice of, like, saying it. Like, I felt, when did you feel angry today? When did you feel sad today? You know, it's kind of like a stirring the pot. For some guys, they're like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know like, I, I have nothing to say. But I think, I think trying, practicing is good. And the Psalms, to, to take a step further, the Psalms are a great book to go to to say, can I relate to the psalmist? Is what he's saying make sense? Have I ever felt this way? When's the last time I felt this way? Did I feel this way today? You know, and using it as, I think Calvin said, it's a mirror for our emotions. And Pallison said, it just, can't remember exactly what Pallison said, but basically all kinds of emotions are in the Psalms, and that's one of the reasons we like them. You you said something, Jim, in small group that um, I thought was good too. About um, basically, do I allow the scriptures to move me? Mm-hmm. And it brought up this whole idea in my mind of we can use intellect as a shield, and we mm-hmm. can try so hard to act mature that was at some t- point we're numbing mm. ourselves to the things that could actually move us so yeah i, I don't struggle with having emotions <laughs> i have plenty uh so i can't really speak to the person who doesn't feel like they have natural deep emotion mm-hmm. but i still think maybe the process is am i being honest am i am i open to feeling something right mm-hmm. um especially when i'm reading the scripture did you have any more to that was that kind of a good summary of what you were saying with yeah, I think a tendency, and I've been this guy, is to think that we can control, and our usual control is in anger. And so that's the emotion that we use to mm. attempt to control our lives and mm. deal with things. Mm. And if you would ask me at any other quiet time how I'm feeling, I would go, I don't know. Mm. I just didn't know because mm-hmm. I had blocked emotion for so long. So I really think that learning through the Psalms, through Scripture, through God working in our hearts to know what we're feeling. Uh, and, it's, and it's surprising sometimes what will bring emotion to bear. Mm. Uh, you know, just watching simple TV shows and suddenly you find yourself crying mm. with people who are in distress and stuff because mm-hmm. you have changed. And I think that's really good for us. It's mm-hmm. good. And, and was that like a, a plan or a book or something that you followed to get to that or you're just I was on a personal journey and well I was on a personal journey and I was going through counseling and I was finding that my relationship with God was hindered by my own self-protection 
and uh, and that I wasn't trusting him. I wasn't realizing that he really did love me and delight in me. Mm. And in that process, uh, I came to the point where I started emoting, <laughs> mm. which was really scary. Mm. You know, because mm. it's a little bit out of control. It is. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing I feel with emotions and sharing them with people is I prefer the role of counselor to counselee. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, I feel terrible and here's, every, you know, I'm like afraid to open that box or afraid to let those things out. Okay. So, so just to put a nail on this, the first thing we're talking about, so when we say lament right now, we're talking about a godly, worshipful, helpful dealing with sadness from now on. <laughs> cool? Yeah. Fair enough? Agreed. Agreed. Put All your right. hands in the middle. All right. <laughs> go, go team. Go Coronavirus. Team. Never mind. Coronavirus. Oh my uh, gosh. Dealing with sadness or... Expressing, act, act expressing, expressing. Yeah. You said dealing with, and I wonder if that's maybe even a step too far for mm. initial. Okay, sure, sure. I guess yeah. what I'm meaning Went is we're not talking about the Went. secular. Like I wrote a poem about sadness necessarily. It's some mm. sort of spiritual discipline or um, the church, the church sacred version somehow. Yeah, I would say it's the expression of, and I think that's helps you deal with it. But it's the expression of. Okay. That's what I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, it might be a first step in yeah. dealing with, yeah. but saying dealing with might make it seem like it's a little bit more further down the road. Finish, maybe, yeah. Awesome. It's Opening cool. the box. It's I not feel like eating, eating your tears might be, yeah. you know, not very controlled. <laughs> <to be dealt with. laughs> yeah, it's unpacking the box rather than packing it back up. Kind of, yeah. Well, let's eat some tears. Mm. Uh, this week, again, a reminder, it was the Forgotten Art of Lament from Psalm 42 and 43. Uh, I think I'm just going to say your three points, and mm -hmm. then we could just talk about it in general. I don't think it would be worth working through, not worth, but I don't think it would work working through Cyclical. one, two, three this week. Yeah. yeah. So uh, your points as presented on Sunday, I believe, were uh, lament admits vulnerability, and that's from chapter 42, verse 1 through 5. Did I say lament or lament? Lament, lament. admits vulnerability. <laughs> That's going to be a problem today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> lament feels like death from chapter 42, verses 6 through 11. And then lament leads to the gospel from uh, chapter 43, verse 1 through 5. Mm -hmm. Is that accurate? Look good? Perfect. Perfect. notes match up? Beautiful. Beauty. Good, good. Um, I have on here to at some point talk about things you wish you could have included or things you changed. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about those first or at the end? I can talk about them now. Uh, you you guys helped me run through it on Thursday. My my finish was sloppy and vague. My start was crisp and You hard. make it sound like we're super good at helping you work through it. <laughs> Y'all are awesome. They changed everything, people. That's not true. Uh, so, I... Yeah, so I moved... I kind of reworded the first point... And then I tried to be more, a little more clear on the third point, if that makes sense. So, so yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me mm -hmm. because I heard both of them. Yeah, but, yeah. but basically, you had your gospel focus up front on Thursday, mm -hmm. and which was great, and it was super strong. But then it was like, and here's my backup for it. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of switched it. Yeah. Any, like, actual content that you cut out when you were doing that? 
Gosh, I don't know if I actually cut anything. I mean, you definitely added minute-wise. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you didn't cut anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sometimes I just use more words. That's don't really lot. say a lot more. Uh, yeah. Y'all both had a verse for me to add in. I think I squeezed him in mm-hmm. somewhere. One of them, it was like kind of like after I finished, I was like, oh, yeah, this verse. Um, yeah. <laughs> but cast your cares... Uh, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you, First Peter 5, 7. And then um, the Spirit intercedes with groanings that words cannot express, Romans 8, 26. We're both, Joey suggested Romans 8, 26, and Chris suggested First Peter 5, 7. And I thought those were both good. I think I ended up using one for the kind of benediction at the end, and uh, the other one I wove in there at some point. But those were good. I felt like summary New Testament verses for what lament is, in a sense. So. Uh, let's talk about vulnerability of lament. Mm-hmm. Your first point. Uh, well, like after I just said, we're not going to really go in order. We forgive you. All right. Uh, it'll work. All right. No, work. I'm just wondering, like, how it's vulnerability mm. and what that looks like. So, especially maybe for people who don't have as many emotions or can't express them well or don't even feel them that well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. How does it feel vulnerable to be emotional if I can't be emotional anyway? So mm-hmm. I won't really know what that vulnerability feels like until mm-hmm. I experience or I don't know. That yeah. might be a poor question because maybe the reason you're not lamenting is because you're afraid of the vulnerability, whether you know it or not. I don't mm. know, but yeah. Yeah, I was trying to encourage people to take the risk. It feels that it feels dangerous. So vulnerable implies I can be hurt. You know, I'm in a position of of danger. Um, so that I was kind of trying to encourage that. So the psalmist expression of being thirsty and dry. Um, and what was the second image he used in that first section? Is that the murder in the bones? Is that later? I can't remember now. Um, five through eleven, I thought. Okay, yeah. Being thirsty. Oh, and remembering the time of worship. That was an interesting paradox. I thought he remembered good times. And remembering good times can inspire us, but it can also make our current sadness worse. And so I thought that was just a, a risky move on the part of the the psalmist to say, I remember times, God, when you felt really close to me, I felt great joy in you. Um, and then the other expression is thirsty, dry, I'm, you know, I'm like an animal needing water, dehydrated. I tried to share illustrations of being dehydrated and being dried out. Pantathing. Pantathing, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's a, that is a state of vulnerability that you can either acknowledge or just try to fix. I know for me, I, I tend to be a problem solver. And if, I, if I'm feeling bad or having a problem, I immediately go, go to what can I do to fix my problem instead of immediately going to prayer. So I'm trying to learn to first go to prayer. God, I have a problem. Maybe I still need to fix it, but I need to go to prayer first. I think there's even like this broad at the risk of having my hobby horse of transcendence but I think there's a broad Mm -hmm. worldview issue at stake when you say Mm -hmm. that's what I think Mm -hmm. of when you think of vulnerability of like there's this um, sense historically of where we find ourselves we've gone from being you know living in huts or or at least being out in the the elements more often Mm -hmm. and being terrified of lightning to oh we understand lightning is just electricity and we have lightning rods and you know just Mm -hmm. this weird change to we've insulated from ourselves we drive down the highway in the perfect little eco bubbles on wheels and we have Mm -hmm. ac and there's just a sense of 
Um, we are completely in control. We are safe. And, um, and so there's a spiritual reality, you know, back, back when we were out in the elements more often, there was also this rich land of folk tales and myths and like, we don't understand everything. And we're kind of, we can, you know, experience real fear. And now it's, it's like, we figured everything out. We're all, all completely safe. And every, mm-hmm. the only thing that there is, is what we can see. And so, so there's a spirit, spiritual truth of like, there are things happening that I cannot control. I'm at least small mm-hmm. <laughs> and we f- forget that. But there's also these spiritual truths of darkness and, mm-hmm. and evil that, that sometimes we can, we can try to ignore or think we've intellectually conquered. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was what I was going to say too, maybe guessing at those, those wonderful people that don't feel so much, uh, like sometimes I wonder if they're actually just talking about categories of emotion, possibly like, like I don't feel happy and sad, like deeply happy and Mm. deeply sad, but I do feel frustrated when my, um, plan didn't work out the way it was supposed to, or, you know, when I had things organized and my day fell apart or, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe that's the frustration is more of the emotion Mm -hmm. rather than, this kind of weepy feeling that they may yeah. be thinking we're talking about. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. um, maybe. and maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not those people. So <laughs> I mean, I'm just taking people, a step. So I, don't yes. really know. I don't really know either, but and, mm-hmm. I mean, do you, so that's good. I, I wasn't sure what, where you would put yourself. So do you, do you feel f- that frustration feeling or that like, man, this isn't the way it's supposed to be, or it's just, it's not emotional feeling at all. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would probably say at least for me, it's more limited feelings and probably less, like, uh, range of feelings maybe. Mm. So like, I was semi joking with Catherine last night that, yeah, you know, I have two like feelings, like angry and not angry. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm messing everything up. <laughs> <laughs> if we turn up the game, Dave's gonna be too loud. Uh, so I, I was semi joking with Catherine that like. I have two things, angry mm-hmm. and not angry. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I don't really know the answer or sure. what it is. And it's something that I'm trying to figure out and work mm-hmm. through, too. So What I think that's even interesting and helpful is that I think all we have is words to describe. And so, I often wonder, how. like, there is a difference in emotion, but there's also a how are we describing it. You know, there mm-hmm. could be a breakdown in... I, when I feel this way, I say it this way, and you, mm-hmm. you know, like, so that's what I'm trying to find, my, and, mm-hmm. and uh, find the difference between just how we describe what, what's happening inside of us, because mm-hmm. all we know is us, right? All you know is you, mm-hmm. all I know is me, and I actually think that's part of the benefit of, of corporate worship, of together worship, is we're trying to find a common description of what it means to be human and to to wrestle with that like those feelings of that moves that person why doesn't it move me should it move me that you know what what does this mean can i can i relate and Mm. in what ways can i relate so um i don't know that's just a tie-in maybe Mm -hmm. no for sure definitely tie-in is that better Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer. I'm not going to pretend sure. to know the answer. Mm. And that's kind of why I was wondering mm-hmm. practical steps and applications that maybe y'all can help me with even. Like, mm-hmm. how how do I move forward in this? What do I do? And maybe you don't have an answer because you're just more emotional people and you kind of get it. Mm-hmm. But mm. I, I think 
talking to my wife is, is the best that was the best thing that ever happened to me with emotions and I feel so old fashioned I keep hitting the gender thing but I just think our wives are generally better at it and and they ask us to talk to them <laughs> see but what so for you specifically yeah. what about your wife because your yeah. wife actually probably lands more this is a guess but uh-huh. probably lands more on my side of the mm. scale than anything else so maybe how did you experience yeah. her tapping into uh-huh. that more uh-huh. or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong completely, but it's funny. Well, she does no, tell me we're the same person. She, y'all are, <laughs> except for emotions. <laughs> y'all are both very, yeah, logical, linear, task-oriented. But she, I think, she has a, a broader range of of emotion, and and so when we first got married, just a little example. I don't know if y'all can relate to this. As newlyweds, your wife asks you what you're thinking or how you're feeling about something, and you really have nothing to say. You're like. I don't know, or I don't have... I have experienced this. Yeah, or I don't have a finished thought, or it's, like, not ready for publishing, you know? Mm. <laughs> and so just the regularity of that, you know, like, I can I can go to a meeting and have something prepared to say, but to just have someone you live with who's who always wants to know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, it kind of, like, just made me think about it and try to, exp- you know, like, haltingly try to express myself more. Um I also remember a pivotal time. This is getting really deep. Y'all ready? Ready. Uh, I did a lot of coaching of kids' sports, and we had an awards banquet. Eighth grade uh, football team. My son was kind of like dominant in every way on the team. And because just, you redshirted him in preschool, yeah. that's not fair. Because <laughs> he was 12 years older than the other eighth graders. No. Uh, he was in the right grade. He just had a September birthday. and But a genuinely good kid. Like, worked hard. You know, he was one of those rare kids that was talented and worked hard. And uh, He still is. And still is. And, uh, Hi, Compton. But a grown man now. He doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah. So we're at this awards banquet, and I, I feel this uh, desire to encourage these other kids that are getting the lesser awards. My son's getting the highest award and I'm the coach. So I feel this night need to pull back and not show him favoritism, but he's, he's the best and he's getting the best award. And the other coaches agreed with me, but I did this weird thing where I kind of pulled back and I was like, like being funny and encouraging with the other kids, giving them their award. And then my son comes up and I'm like, and here's my son and he gets the best award. <laughs> was very like my no big yes. no big deal yeah very like mm. <laughs> who and my wife was not happy with me about that and <laughs> that was one of the rightest moments you know we have conflicts and a lot of times i think i'm right but this was one of those conflicts where i was like she was totally right that was me being weird emotionally and pulling back because number one i was afraid i was going to cry you know like mm. i was so proud of my son i had to pull back to like not lose control you know mm. Um, but I also didn't want it to seem like I was showing favoritism. So for all these external reasons, I was reining in my own emotions, and I ended up not honoring the situation or my son properly because I was trying to be more reserved than I should have been. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't mm. know how we got on the subject even. Mm. No, I'm totally embarrassed. Well, oh. was asking for practical mm, yeah. things on this, and, mm-hmm. and I think one of the most practical things that happened to me was... Uh, I finally came to the point where I would sit down across my wife at a table specifically to have conversation about what we're feeling and thinking. Mm. Because she would ask the question, what are you thinking? And I, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, part of that was I was thinking something I wasn't going to admit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to talk about it. Yeah. And so I would, you know, refuse to mm-hmm. let be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that I was really not being vulnerable with myself. I mm-hmm. wouldn't allow me to admit what I was thinking mm-hmm. or th- or feeling. And so uh, one of the other practical things I did was I started writing down my prayers. It forced me, mm-hmm. I could, well, it made that practice easier to say, this is what I'm feeling, God. Mm-hmm. And so by practicing that through writing it down, it became easier for me. I'm still not a person who's going to, you know, answer immediately with, oh, I just feel so depressed, you know. Right. It's going to be, somebody says, how are you doing? Most days I'm going to be, I'm all right, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. not everybody's going to get the same conversation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that's funny. I may be the guy who should not talk this time, or this whole time, <laughs> like... <laughs> just like I've had most forever and written poems and like <laughs> have books and books of terrible rhyming thoughts on this, but uh, <laughs> uh, so 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 tell me this maybe either as a non less emotional person or when you you know when you weren't quite as in touch with your emotions. So if you, when so we sang the song satisfied in you on Sunday. What would either past you or non emotionally you what what's the response to that? Just I don't get it or I'm mad about this or we shouldn't do this? What what is that? What's the response? Mm. Well, I can only speculate because now to me it just I mean, I feel it. Mm. And and I find myself many times in worship, you know, rejoicing or, you know, just really flowing with praise because this is good Mm. or there were times when I just really feel it emotionally in a sad way because there's grief and loss going on but before that it would have been an intellectual exercise where I was singing the words because these are the words we sing in this song Mm. and I wasn't really feeling not Mm -hmm. impacted by the words Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And did, do you think that was like a, a subconscious defense mechanism or just a, I'm just not aware of what's happening, you know what I mean? It Was it a, kind of an active, I can't let myself feel this? or? Yeah, it was a very practiced, I'm not going to feel hmm. that. Hmm. It hurts too much to feel that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, you guys? I think for me, it was. it's more of a, I can remember when part. Hmm. So gotcha. Like, I yeah. can remember when... There were times like this. Mm-hmm. It's not often, but it's sometimes kind of feeling almost. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even a like recognition that it should be more like this, kind of maybe. But mm. yeah, it's not like a an active like fighting against. I don't think. But mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. no, maybe that's, it is. That's good. <laughs> so, realize, Catherine, uh, you can call in. <laughs> She's not watching. She's she texting her family. For me, music has been the doorway. So it's a little bit... I'd be uncomfortable talking to a friend or a spouse or a close person about my feelings, but I could feel those things in music. So music has always been cathartic and like the doorway to... I have emotions, and when I listen to music, it's okay to feel them through the music. So mm. that would be my little secret place I would go... Um, 
like when I was in high school, before I started walking with Christ, you know, listening to depressing music, listening to Pink Floyd, you know, and just being <laughs> depressed and feeling how depressed I was. You know? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> So, like, I loved your line, Dave. You said, you can bring your messy, unkempt emotions to God. So, I, re I relate with that, but mm -hmm. I'm also, you know, mm. recognizing not everybody has messy, unkempt emotions to be brought. Mm. So, huh. Mm -hmm. Makes it a little more complicated, but, mm -hmm. yeah. No. You want to talk about songs more? Chris has a list of songs list. that are Christian. Yeah, we songs just mentioned. So I have a Pink Floyd playlist for date. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Uh, you need some YouTube. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Forty well, and stuff. Oh, we we talked a little bit. <laughs> oh, sorry. We talked about this at small group last night, and the guys were in my office praying, and Jim played this great Andrew Peterson song. We were just like, whoa. Mm. And then the wives came and banged on our door and ruined the moat. No, I'm just joking. I love you, bro. Kids, you're not in trouble. Uh, but no, it's, so Jim had the great idea. I'll give him credit for it. Of, of, yeah, what are, the, what are some of those songs? Like, hmm. either just personal. Um, I, I want to wrap it in kind of Godward, kind of, you know, Christian worldview. Um, but either just kind of personal lament songs or, hmm. or corporate, you know, sing them in church lament songs that you've had through the years. I know Jim had thought a couple. What, what are those for you? Or one of them, at least. Well, the personal was Andrew Peterson's The Silence of God. Hmm. Uh, that one I just find, even now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there are a lot of times when there's stuff going on in your life and you pray and there's no answer. Yeah. But your but your hope is still in God. Mm -hmm. uh, Cuz you've seen Jesus go through that. Mm -hmm. He you know, he prayed intensely. Mm -hmm. And God said nothing. Yeah. Yeah, the the plan was fulfilled in God's will. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, so I think that's why that song just sticks with me and it, you know, through a time of great trauma, I found that really comforting. Uh so it was a great song for me. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Uh, my wife mentioned last night Sandy McCracken's Psalms album. Mm -hmm. It's uh, maybe two years old. Came out a few years ago, and it's it's born out of lament, and it's a very good uh, song. Um, there's one from Wren Collective that I remember. Mm -hmm. I can't. Uh, What's true in the night? Is it's true in the light is still true in the dark. Is that one? Weep with me. Weep with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, um, weep with me. That's so good. I was trying to think of some other ones. Um, yeah, last night at our group we asked for specifically. We we're looking for congregational songs. Um, oh, is uh, what is that? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a yeah. bit of a yeah. Yeah. It's like world and it's catechetical. So we're drawing yeah. together last week and this week. So. So, secular song for me was On Your Porch by The Format. Um, oh. It's about 10 years old. It's a guy that ended up becoming some other band. What's the other band? I don't know. How about uh, a high pitched voice? Yellow fun? card? Was Ocean it fun? Garden? Yeah, it became fun. Which one? It became yeah. fun. I love that band. <laughs> Sorry. It became fun. It's yeah. a good fun. was a fun band. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, you made me think of Yellow Card, Ocean Avenue. That was kind oh, of like oh. a angsty, emo, punky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like if we used I to have we used to have things ever together, but now everything's ruined. And mm. oh, oh. Yeah. Um, 
in in old uh, CCM land, I had um, sorry contemporary Christian music from the nineties. Mm, I had um, yeah translation. Uh, CCM still exists, I think. Uh, yeah. I used to love. I would jam uh, "Hold Me Jesus" by uh, Rich Mullen. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes Hold my Jesus. life. No, nope. not, like not that one. <laughs> not I don't know what that one is. Hold me Jesus, yeah, I'm shaking yeah. like a leaf. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes my life just don't make sense at all. Yes, I love that song. Yeah. I forgot about that song. Yeah. Ah. And corporate-wise, I think, <laughs> um, other than Satisfied in You, um, uh, Before the Throne of God Above really is, like, when Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within. So it's like this, like, mm. punching the darkness in the face with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is still that lamenty, like, oh, I feel the angst of that. And, mm-hmm. yeah. It is well um, with my soul. Yeah, that's what yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Lift yeah. us up. For we are heavy laden. <laughs> you know, I'm Heard glad you mentioned Christopher Mark I Webster. <laughs> so I'm, I'm making a. I made a Spotify list. We'll put it in the show notes. I'll give it to Joey. Um, of just these songs because I'd already talked to some of you guys. I'm mm-hmm. writing these other ones down. But yeah, I don't have my own. But that was a thing. I've written a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I'd say yeah, lift us up is one, and then uh, what's oh oh shepherd of our restless hearts. That kind oh, yeah. of is um. Because I felt like there was a bit of a gap in corporate lament songs, yeah. Um, and I'm the man for sadness. Bring you on, baby. That can be your niche. So, but I couldn't put them on the Spotify thing because we need a million dollars to produce them. So oh, okay, yeah. The whole not album there. that was really meaningful to me was uh, David Crowder's "A Collision," and he wrote that, and he had the theme of death was a big part of it. Oh, and then his pastor that. died like right after he wrote it, so he was like, felt like God was kind of preparing our church for this. He was. Like part-time worship pastor, you know, he was a traveling musician, but also part-time worship pastor. And that one he had the he had the long the giant thing, long, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so there were several songs on that that were really helpful to me and hard. It was like basically right when we were planting the church, and our house got on fire, and then we were living for two months in one person's loaned house, and then living for two months in another loaned house, and just this everything mm. turned upside down time yeah that mm. made me think of uh, his first album all i can say that song mm. this mm-hmm. is all that i can say right now that's yeah. old school uh, mm-hmm. i'll that. put that on the what top. about uh christmas shoes oh i'm so <laughs> glad you i'm, I'm editing that out Please <laughs> can I buy that silence you just shoes. heard that was joey mentioning a song he should have never mentioned <laughs> i don't know what you're talking <laughs> about it should not be named <laughs> didn't happen <laughs> Chris says I'm editing it out. Chris doesn't want to be editing. <laughs> the alternate universe. But you're welcome to do all the editing if you'd like to <laughs> edit it out. That'd be great. Um, cool. Uh, Lament feels like death. Um, specifically coming after vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, on Thursday you had it behind vulnerability mm-hmm. coming afterwards. Mm-hmm. And we talked through it a little bit. And I was like, you know, vulnerability and then leads to the feeling of like death. It's like the next level of... Well, vulnerability feels like death, and mm-hmm. lament feels like vulnerability, vulnerability feels like death. Mm. I don't know. It's uh, like you're opening the door to the scary thing, and then it's yeah. even worse than you thought. And that, that was kind of my mm. question, was yeah. is it a fear thing? Mm-hmm. And we may have already addressed that enough, mm-hmm. but that was my one big question for this section is, mm. is the feeling like death a fear thing, or is it something more specific? Because um, mm. vulnerability... Yeah, I think you actually talked about it more in the gospel point, but is, you know, like bearing your neck for the knife and mm-hmm. murder bones and things. Yeah. Murder bones? Is that what it murder is? bones. Murder bones is in the front <laughs> death bones, section. Yes. It is murder in the bones. Yeah, yeah. That's so an 80s it was whitewater drowning. His two images were drowning in the whitewater and there's murder in my bones when people taunt me. So it's like this 
body aching, I'm coming apart from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Well, people taunt me, and then I feel like I'm drowning in the breakers and the waters and the waterfalls. And so what's really mysterious is the Psalms are written based on real experiences like this, but they're so intertwined, we don't really know when he's calling for rescue from a real, you know, miry pit, like Psalm 40, or a real drowning experience. Yeah, you too. It's the one song I can play in guitar. It's happy, though. It's too happy. Yeah, too happy. But it's an element. So yeah, it's sure. an element, yeah. Um, add that one. Uh, all right, right. I'm in. So, so that's just fascinating to me, and I started to go off on it a little bit first service. I tried to rein that in second service, but there's this weird interplay of probably some real experiences that he was actually wanting salvation from, right? Like, when we have a real physical harm situation, we pray. But also, sometimes we're, we're undergoing real emotional stress that's just emotional, and it feels like that time we almost died in the ocean, you know? So, that's just a funny thing. I don't know what to do with that. I, I think I'm just saying they both inform the other experience, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the simplest way to say it. I feel like more description of the feels like death is helplessness mm. and hopelessness. Yeah. Like, like I am out of control. This mm-hmm. is bigger than me, and I yeah. don't know what the next thing is. I don't know how to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, sure. I think vulnerability equals helplessness and hopelessness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 I think that helps flush it out more too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flush it out. Flush it there's, out. There's a way mm-hmm. Alan used to describe flush, flush, this. Flush. Flush. He would say. Okay, you're standing in line to get on this roller coaster, and you ask the guy running it, how long will this last? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, mm. and so with a lot of things that we work through, when we start the process, you know, the despair and the, mm-hmm. we're in this lament, we don't know. Mm. We don't know how long it's going to go on. We don't know how it's going to end. Mm. And so I think we see that in some of the Psalms because he keeps asking, how long? Mm. Why have you forgotten yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would be really scared if a ride operator didn't know how exactly how long the ride lasted. <laughs> Could be months, little <laughs> boy. Because <laughs> they should know exactly how long I would. 45.37 seconds. That's how long. How long, oh Lord. Lord. It's a common lament <laughs> in the song. It's <laughs> a good one. Huh. Um, hmm. So I, I have uh, just a few more, I guess, notes and things, and we're. I don't know how long we've actually gone. Yeah, it's 5.45. 45 minutes. We're, we're on Jim's overtime clock in 45 seconds. So, um, Jim's uh, going to second job to go to. Yeah. Jim is going to become a pumpkin. <laughs> he might not have another job to go to, but we don't pay him for an hour's work. And he does a lot of it, so yes. I like to be respectful of it. Well, lament leads to the gospel. I think... Uh, the point might have been better at lament leads to the good news or to good news but mm. the gospel mm. means good news I think you're okay gospel means good news but um always translate though good uh, catch uh I don't know uh my only my only I guess notes left are I want to talk about before we finish some lament prayers if there's any good lament prayers mm. and I want to talk more about practical steps applications we talked some but I don't know if we've gotten there if we've fleshed it out fully mm. Uh, and then uh, my only questions for leading to the gospel um, 
talking about preaching the gospel to yourself. We talked about it some mm -hmm. in the sermon. We talked about some on Thursday. We talked about it some in small group. Mm. I don't know if that's something we want to talk about more, like what that actually looks like. Um, and then I, I did want to mention the the thing that you already brought up, but you know, when we don't have the emotions, we don't have the words. The Romans verse that you know this mm -hmm. the um, spirit. spirit intercedes for us mm -hmm. and. And for me, that's comforting to know, mm -hmm. like, man, when I, I can't get it right, mm -hmm. and, that, and that's why I pushed to have it in the sermon, was mm -hmm. you were like, oh, the Psalms are a good option, and it's a way that, mm -hmm. you know, we're prayed for, etc. I don't remember yeah. exactly what you said, but it's that, like, okay, I don't have to get it 100% right, and yeah. it can be okay yeah. feeling. So, I listed a lot of things. Any of those spark anyone's interest? Mm. Well, if I had patience, I would add this at the end, but I'm doing it now. Uh, it might not make the, it. Uh, <laughs> add it now, so. the, uh, I think just a thing I said in small group that I wanted to hold on to for myself was um, the, the glorious thing, like you're hitting on that just now, is that you don't have to have a, a psalm ready before you come to God. You don't have mm -hmm. this have this perfect story arc of sorrow leading to joy. Mm -hmm. Like we do, again, that's the mature thing we aim for is to be able to remind ourselves of that but um but don't let that keep you from running to god you know don't don't think he, again like that that uh mm -hmm. that beautiful picture of a kid skinning his knee and running to his parent and that's this act of praise and, and trust it's like um but it's not the kid's eloquence that that makes the parent love him and want to comfort him it's it's mm -hmm. just it's just love you know and yeah. so um, so again, there is like, yeah, let's, let's be, let's become, um, fluent in, in talk, speaking the gospel to our dark emotions, but, but also, yeah, we don't have to be, have it all together. That's the whole point sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and then that, that, the other thing I'll just say fast is I realized my journey too had also been, um, like what I felt like when I was having like sad emotions and not turning to scripture. You know, I knew it intellectually. I should, I should do all these things. I should open my Bible. I should pray. But I realized the reason I didn't do that was because it felt like work. And like, who's like, man, I'm really sad. I want to do some effort right now, you know, <laughs> but that, that I think largely that was a misunderstanding of God's love and who God is. And, um, that it is a casting of care. That's not a, work harder on your cares, right? Like, it's not a, uh, I mean, sometimes it, it needs to be some effort. Yeah, like, you can't just sit around. <laughs> but does that make sense? I don't know if you guys mm. have anything to add to that thought. It was just yeah, like... Fourth point, lament takes work. Man. Mm. Well, it, but it, yeah, <laughs> I kind of saying... <sighs> that's dangerous to think that way, too? I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? There, there's, there's both. Well, I mean, I think a lot of the prayer encouragements from Jesus are, be a little child, be a little child run, you know, mm -hmm. skin to anything, run, run to him. And back, back to the Romans eight twenty six thing, you, you don't have to have special words. The spirits with you, the spirit will help you translate, make sense. Um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. Run. And then, um, you practice talking. And I think there's, there's a joy in learning to communicate better with God. You know, there's a joy mm -hmm. in getting more sophisticated in your ability to, to talk to him, but it's okay to be a child. Yeah, I mean, you just run to him first and 
figure out what to say later, I think. Maybe another way to put it, too, is this thing, this running to God is going to the fountain, is going mm-hmm. to the source of power. It's mm-hmm. not it's yeah. not us gritting our teeth and flexing our muscles in order to be, well, get better. It's you know, even interesting, like, and I just want to pick on you, and maybe this was a, <laughs> maybe this was a Freudian slip, I don't know, but Ooh, uh-oh. you said... You used the illustration of running to God, child with skin knee running to the parent, and then you said running to the scriptures. Is that the same thing to you? Running to the script because then you're like, and that takes work. Running to the scriptures. So is that the same thing as running to God? Or yeah, I think it is a way. Yeah, it's a means of grace. So I, I for yeah, <laughs> I mean that's how that's God's words that spoken to us. So. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that how you approach it is what I'm trying to kind of get at. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not like if I read this certain amount of scripture, it ma- it, it's like mm-hmm. um, 27 Psalms will make me okay versus this is a person mm-hmm. I'm coming to. And it's, you know, again, that's mm-hmm. the whole divide I'm trying to make is like, it's not something that I do to make myself okay. It's just coming to God mm-hmm. by his spirit. Um, is that what you're kind of getting at? Does that? Yeah, no, I mean, I guess you're saying there are other ways to come to God. Scripture's not the only way to come. Sure, to God. yeah, yeah. I think Scripture's a good one. I just thought it was a, yeah, it was just an interesting yeah. substitution. Mm, yeah. Well, that was the thing I beat myself with, over mm-hmm. the head with, is yeah. when I'm sad, I should be opening my Bible. And right. I don't think that's wrong. I just think it was a little bit of a misunderstanding of what the act of opening the Bible means. It's not a dictionary yeah. It's a supernatural encounter with God, if that makes sense. You guys add, jump in here. I don't well, know. I'm, I'm thinking, just... I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally overstretching the analogy, right? But <laughs> yeah. my knee was skinned. So, I mean, my dad's a doctor, right? Mm. So if I skin my knee, I could run to his medical books, or I could, like, run to his papers, or I could run to his notes, or I could run to him. You know, I don't know. I, I, it is different, obviously, because we do believe God actively speaks through his word in a way that's very different from how a parent writes a note to their kid. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm chewing on it. Yeah, me too. I think, too. I think it's one of the, it's the strength and weakness of the Bible church movement is Bible is our middle name, and sometimes we equate it too quickly. Like, yeah, the Bible is the central place we hear God's voice, but... The Bible also says we hear his voice in creation and we hear his voice in prayer. And, you know, so, I mean, we, we can we can overplay Bible and Bible study, even though we would definitely agree it's central, <laughs> foundational. But, yeah, I'm just kind of chewing on that. Yeah, no, and that's, a, that's, that's hitting on all the things I'm mm-hmm. wrestling through mm-hmm. um, and trying to find the answer. Mm-hmm. So, so, I guess that brings up the concrete question of... Mm-hmm you're depressed for whatever a day mm-hmm. <laughs> you're feeling in a low point you should what, enroll what in is seminary the, class yes yes <laughs> we're about right what so yeah. what's your practical yeah do this christian you know mm-hmm. like yeah i mean dave was gonna say or was at least pointing towards like get out into nature mm-hmm. like look at god's creation good cry out to him listen mm-hmm. be quiet be still. Um, do yoga. <laughs> 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 uh, we draw the line at yoga. <laughs> Listen to Christmas shoes. 
Uh, you can yeah, do Western is. stretching only, Sorry, Joey. Yes. No, uh, what is is yoga Hindu? Hindi? If you like, get into so. religious part, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yoga's good. It, yeah. it is a good thing. Be I active. Think, I think I my go-to would be when I'm in the spirit and not trying to solve my own problem. Sure. Yeah. It would be pray first, talk to a Christian friend second, read the Bible third. Probably would be the order I would go through. Hmm. But I read the Bible all the time, so I, so I'm probably. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, to be clear, I get paid to read the Bible, so. Um, hmm. By you. I'm trying to think what I would advise someone. You know, what would be the order of? I still think I'd say pray first. I think I'd say pray first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if if all that doesn't even come from. Almost uh, Reformation. Mm-hmm. Like theology, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. something we're, I guess, into here. With the stream. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, separating ourselves from a lot of other things and saying only scripture mm-hmm. and Bible church and yeah. whatnot. But we, as a brand, as not a denomination, but mm-hmm. being like other denominations like this, mm-hmm. you know, we often stay away from the emotional and the expressive and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. fill in the blank. So then, yeah, the first answer might feel like, oh, read your Bible, but maybe sometimes that's the right first answer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. And it's not a bad first answer. Makes sense yeah. Or not. yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it's a brand. I'll say one thing you've taught me, Dave, mm-hmm. is the, the glory of a sacred nap. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to lay down in the middle of your office and no, whatever. No, I mean, when you, when you have a, that moment, but I, I think Fetal the, position the, is good also. <laughs> the bigger, just kidding. The, the bigger, <laughs> the bigger thing I did to, to take away with, it's become a more of a practice for me is just allowing yourself to be human. Like that, mm. that is so comforting to me just to be yeah. like, I'm tired right now and everything yeah. seems crazy or I'm, what this event occurred i mean and that's part of the processing thing is like i'm hungry and everything's out of whack and i you know mm-hmm. like you mentioned that or i've been sitting inside for 27 days i need to go be sunshine. in the sunshine or um that's just so comforting to know i i am affected by the physical reality of, of mm-hmm. who i am so i think something we've missed too is mm-hmm. uh I mean, what we're talking about, I guess, is to preach the gospel to yourself, right? Like, how yeah. do we pray? How do we do that? Yeah. I think something we're missing, too, is, I won't say catechism, uh, is, like, <laughs> catechism. memorization and <laughs> mm. and reciting. Having, yeah. yes, so, like, yes, like yes. picking a scripture to recite to yourself mm-hmm, over and over, that's mm-hmm. the truth. Or maybe a question and answer type thing that helps remind you of... Maybe the new city catechism that comes with an app. Or maybe my other my other one that we haven't got to is lament mm-hmm. prayers, and I was mm-hmm. wondering, yeah, does anyone have lament prayers? Are there some in scripture we can use? You can open the mark. Joey, spot it's funny that. that you should ask. Uh, I have this book right here. Open the mark spot. The mark spot. spot. Be marked in the guts. Who knows? The broken heart. Can you see that, heart. dear watcher? Probably not. Uh, so Dave's holding the it. Uh, you can, I don't know. Uh, that's probably too much time. Okay, but, never mind. But the Valley of Vision is something with prayers. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's any other prayer books you guys have or know or mm-hmm. scriptures. Well, Dave was going to recommend yesterday, except we didn't have a copy handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The Every Moment Holy. Every Moment Holy, which has prayers in it for people who are going through trauma, who are depressed, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. have big are, things they're facing in life. And little things. And changing coffee, diapers. coffie, changing diapers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 The lament of the diapers. Kitchen coffee. Yeah. And I like, just
be judgy. I like Every Moment Holy way better than Valley Vision. But Valley Vision well, is the, great and has some good lines. Well, and Valley Vision is yeah. is written. It's older mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and written older. I don't yeah. know. Written older. It's Puritan era yeah. prayers edited by Arnold. Somebody. What's his name? I don't remember. Benedict or something. I was wondering if there's other things like that. I think yeah. Every Moment Holy is a great one. Um, Jim's yes, got one do right it, here. Do it. Okay. Hold it up so for the microphone. So something I just came across recommended to me a month and a half ago or so and i finally said oh we're doing something on prayer i should order that book Hmm. so it's called praying the bible by donald whitney and it is trying to help us move away from getting bored with prayers that we pray the same words every time about the same things Mm -hmm. and moves you to pray through Mm -hmm. the psalms primarily Mm. and he gives you a way to do that by choosing among five psalms for each day you choose mm. one or two and pray through those mm. and his point is that as you're praying through them those thoughts that you have that seem to be extraneous pray those things mm-hmm. because he believes those are not extraneous mm. god is working through his spirit in your mind to bring to mind things you ought to be praying about so i found mm. it very helpful it's only 95 pages you can read it in an hour so. mm-hmm. that's cool yeah, Chris had mentioned it to me in between services, so then I recommended it at the second service. Hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It made me think a thought, too, back on the kind of uh, music side of things, um, maybe for this playlist I'm putting out, if you guys are listening through it. Um, it's fascinating because there's different songs that do different things. I think sometimes, like a song, thinking of a song as a companion, sometimes the companion just needs to sit there with you in the sadness and so there's songs that don't uh, necessarily get to the pat on the back, everything's okay. And those are helpful too, even just to sit there for a moment and be like, man, this is mm-hmm. truly hard. Because mm-hmm. there are things that are just purely hard to go through. Um, and there's songs that do bridge bridge the gap, that start with the wrestling with the, oh, this is hard and take you to the cross or tell you why it's going to be right or even just say point you in that direction and don't even <laughs> land the plane maybe um and then we have lots of lots and lots of songs that are all happiness you know mm. maybe that's what we do better in the church but mm. but all of those those things are like um different things and different maybe even kind of types of friends you know sometimes you don't need the friend to just like tell you right away don't worry about it stop feeling that way you know like mm-hmm. uh you, just you need to stop it yeah yeah just stop it yeah and so um i think i think mm-hmm. that's interesting is it is okay sometime to just oh we talked about that as well man i mean sometimes like the whole what's that old platitude time heals all wounds or something mm-hmm. like yeah, right but really right right <laughs> and but but there the truth i think there is to that sometimes is like when you're in this just i can't escape this emotion thing just like mm. clinging to god and to his word even when it doesn't get resolved right away mm-hmm. can be a really big thing you know i was talking to a couple who were like saying oh man like when we just get angry at each other sometimes i just need to pause and like just wait and that that just uncontrollable mm. emotion eventually will go away mm. um yeah but you get into that pattern of hang on like hold on hold fast like mm-hmm. and not just because if uh, yeah like not just because prayer f- perfectly fixes what you're feeling but because it may just be a moment for you to just let the human thing run its course and mm. does that make sense yeah. uh yeah anyway yeah mm-hmm. 
Other thoughts, ideas, comments, <laughs> book recommendations? Uh, we can't end without talking about The Cure, so the buy cure. that book. so good. I think one thing that my wife and I were talking about is how confession of sin and lament of grief are parallel, and the answer is the gospel either way, so that's kind of an interesting track. And I think Chris and I have talked about this a little bit when we talk about the liturgy of our service, how we build it, so we have a confession of sin and assurance of pardon section in our in our church service. And that tends to focus on personal sin and the need for personal salvation. But but that also has in it the seeds of cosmic renewal and cosmic salvation, like um, Romans 8, the, there will be a day when there's no more tears, no more pain, no more sickness. And so the gospel is really the answer to both things, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, and we can kind of weave those together. I think I think part of why I like every moment holy is it talks more about all parts of life. Mm-hmm. Valley Vision tends to focus more on personal sin and, and personal guilt before God, which is, is very important. Um, but both issues are issues we're wrestling with as humans. I'm a sinner, and there's like this broken world that makes me sad, you know. Um, so either way, the gospel is a solution. Jesus is the the resurrection, his death and resurrection is, is what mm-hmm. is fixing the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about that in, in the service. Like, I almost want to call it like refuge time. Like that, mm-hmm. that word is, is what captures all of that. Like mm-hmm. either I've sinned and I need a refuge from my guilt and from my, from punishment, I'm mm-hmm. running to my refuge or someone sinned against me and I need protection or comfort. And that's a mm-hmm. refuge thing or, mm-hmm. um, and so that kind of, that, yeah, that just encapsulates all of it. Just, it's a more mm-hmm. of a three dimensional, um, it's not just getting rid of the thing. It's who, mm-hmm. where you're going with it, who, where, where your aim is and where your safe place is in God. So, Well, thanks for tuning in. We want you guys to submit your questions and comments. We want you to help shape this discussion. So if you're in church on Sunday or you listen to the sermon on our podcast stream and then you have a question or an idea or something we should talk about, please go to begrace.org slash podcast and submit any questions or comments you have or email them to podcast at begrace.org. We'd love to talk about what you want us to talk about. Until next week, this was Sunday Recap.